and we're back. How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to Hawk Sense. I am your host, Alex Nicolau, and in this week's episode, we will be reviewing the Eternals, and also we will be talking about some of the new leaks we got and that new poster we got for Spider-Man: No Way Home. But before we get started, everybody, make sure you guys go and follow the Hawk Sense Twitter account at HawkSense13, no hyphen, and tweet me what you guys thought about the Eternals. And just like the Venom: Let There Be Carnage review, the first half of the review. Will be spoiler-free for those who have not seen the movie yet, and then the second half will have some spoilers, and we will definitely be talking about those two pretty great post-credit scenes, but without further ado, let's get started. Now, walking into the theater to go see Eternals was kind of scary, because if you guys remember in my last podcast, I did talk about how I was nervous to actually see the Eternals because of how different this concept was and how much to the story there is that I didn't think Marvel was going to be able to do it in the time frame that they were given. But after walking out of the movie theater and processing this stuff for a week, I think I am proud to be able to give this movie an 8 out of 10. And it really goes to show that you cannot trust critic reviews, especially people like Rotten Tomatoes, because their website is just absolutely garbage. And whoever is critiquing these movies obviously doesn't know what they're doing. One of my biggest fears walking into the theater to go see this movie was that audiences were not going to know who these characters are whatsoever. Someone like me, I have an understanding of who these characters are. Obviously, I did my podcast on it, I did my research, but someone who was asked like 20 minutes ago, hey, you want to go see the Eternals? And be like, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they are, but yeah, we'll go see it. It's not going to have an understanding like me with these movies. So that was one of my biggest fears walking into the movie. And then I came out very relieved because they did a very great job of introducing the characters and telling the stories about these characters. In the beginning, they kind of introduced them all at once with their powers and who they are, basically. And then, they, and then like, during the movie, they just kind of put them in one by one with their personalities. And it was pretty great, and they did a very great job of doing so. I also thought it was very easy to identify and connect with these characters, because the way they express their personalities and their attitudes and all their, like, differences, it really made them stand out on all on their own. And the story itself was just really, really good. I really loved all the twists and turns and the character development, all the great action scenes that we actually got in this movie. And the CGI in this movie. I honestly don't think there was one moment where I was like, oh my god, this does not look good. But there was always some moments I'm like, oh my god, this looks great. So I really was impressed on how the CGI was. I mean, with big budget Marvel Studios films, it's very rare now to see bad CGI unless you're looking at Professor Hulk. Um... I really did like it, and like I said, the twists and turns keep you interested, and honestly, it's making me want to see more Eternals. The reason I feel it got bad reviews on Rotten Tomatoes and other critic sites is because it didn't follow the same formula that every other superhero movie does. Like in every superhero origin film, you know about the characters, you find out they have powers, they have a backstory, and they fight a villain who is, like, personal to them. The Eternals obviously didn't follow that formula, and it worked. It worked very well, and that's why I think critic reviews were so bad is because they were expecting that when it wasn't that at all. And I think a lot of people liked how they didn't follow the formula because it was just overall a very refreshing movie to watch. The characters in this movie were actually great as well, no two were alike, and I really did like how they gave them all different personalities, different lifestyles, and it really did work for all these different characters. The acting was just great as well, I thought the actors did a great job, because here's the thing, if I was an actor in this movie, I'd be very scared to take up a mantle of a character like this, knowing that I might do future movies down the line, and maybe if people don't like it, then I'm kind of stuck with this, but... I mean, it's kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy situation where I forget I forget her name, but she opted out of being Gamora and because she said uh, 
something about the Guardians being the first flop of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and obviously it did not flop, and is one of the biggest franchises that we have now in the Marvel Universe, and I would be scared to even play that as well, so I have big props to the actors in this movie because they took on a role and they kind of killed it. The movie was about 2 hours and 37 minutes long, I believe, and it did not feel too long at all. It kind of just felt just right, and uh, I don't know. It kind of left it on a cliffhanger for us, and I'm glad about that because obviously we will be seeing more Eternals, but I think I cannot say anything else without spoiling anything, guys. So if you guys have not seen the movie yet, I would click away because we will now be getting into my spoiler review. This is anybody's last warning. We will be talking about the Eternals spoilers. So please, 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 if you have not seen the movie, turn away now, go see the movie, and come back when you have. Now that everybody is gone, hopefully, this is your last warning. Last warning. If you have not seen the movie yet, please go. Go away. Please. <laughs> but let's get into my some of my favorite moments and some of my least favorite moments. Spoilers for this film. Now, one of my least favorite moments of the movie was the death of Gilgamesh. As I stated in my last podcast, Gilgamesh was my favorite Eternal, and I was absolutely loving his character in the movie. But when they killed him off, I honestly was very, very sad. It did make it kind of like a motivational thing for Angelina Jolie's Thena, which was actually very cool to see. Obviously, they had this lifelong uh, friend relationship that you know they protected one another, and it was really great to see that, and they integrated that very well. But it was just very sad to see his character go. And I, I really did not like that part of this movie. I also didn't think they were going to kill off Selma Hayek's character that early on. But Ajax did die very quickly. And I didn't think it was as bad as Gilgamesh's. I think Gilgamesh's was just kind of unnecessary. But Ajax was kind of necessary for Cersei to unlock her full potential. And become kind of like the new spiritual leader of the Eternals. One thing that I thought walking out of the theaters was a little bit underwhelming, but now have grown to accept it, was Dane Whitman's character. Now, Kit Harington actually played the character very well, and I really can't wait to see more of him in the future. But originally, I thought I wanted to see Black Knight. I want to see what it's capable of. But I'm realizing after that post credit scene that I am very, very excited to see what the future brings to this medieval part of the Marvel Universe, and I really can't wait to see his character. I think introducing him in this kind of way when it was kind of underwhelming was a good idea for them because it makes us more interested about the character and wanting to know more and wanting to see more one thing they also tackled really well was diversity and inclusion in this movie obviously we have some characters that are different and have you know diverse backgrounds like kingo he is indian and he is a part of bollywood and they included that part of him which is very cool then we have inclusion like fastos having a gay relationship and they kind of just put it in there they didn't you know try to force it in there it was casual it was nice and it felt really natural then we have makari who is deaf and you know she uh, speaks through ASL, and uh, most of the Eternals learned ASL to speak with her, which was really awesome. One character that I really did love and I can't wait to see more, but I thought was a little bit underwhelming was Angelina Jolie's Thena. Now, she's a sick character. Her attitude and her just, just the character itself is a really sick character, and I loved how she played it. I think she fit that role very nicely, but I just wanted to see way more of her fighting. I know we got that big scene with Icarus and Crow and, you know, the beginning of the Eternals, but I wanted to see a lot more. She's really sick, and I I really can't wait to see more because obviously we will be seeing more of her. But I, I just thought that mad side to her was just kind of unnecessary. And they just kind of shoved it in there to have a little bit of a difference for her to maybe make her more interesting. But I just thought it kind of made it a little bit worse. But I don't know. I really still really like her character and I really can't wait to see more of her. 
Another Eternal we have to talk about is Cersei, played by Gemma Chan. She is an absolute unit, dude. I did not expect her to play such a pivotal role in the movie, and now she just kind of is the main spiritual Eternal, which is awesome, and I can't wait to see more of her. But I just... The ending is so, like, left on a cliffhanger, and I just really don't know what's going to happen next, but I really can't wait for it. Um, like, ah, wow. She played a really great role, and I should have seen it. I should have seen it, like, literally right away. She has the ability to change matter. You know, like, that's probably one of the most powerful abilities that any of the Eternals have. I don't know if it was just me who was cheering in my head when Druig slapped Sprite in the back of the head with that rock, because she was just being such a jealous brat at the end of the movie and i kind of get it she's stuck in a 14 year old body which like seems like to be eternity and it probably sucks for her her character was cool i liked her powers a lot but i know the only reason that cersei made her human in air quotes uh was because leah McHugh is so young like in that movie she was she looks even younger than she does right now and you know and if we see her in future movies obviously she's not gonna de-age so i don't know if in the next movies we're going to see her have powers and whatnot, but I don't know. We'll just have to see. Now, we can't end it off without talking about one of the biggest twists in this movie, the betrayal of Icarus. Now, I didn't expect this whatsoever. I thought he was going to play a really big role of being the hero of this film, but I guess he played a really big role of being the anti-hero in this film. The best part about him turning on the other Eternals was there was a reason for it. He was built to serve Arsham. You know, he was built to serve him. So it made sense that why he would turn to the other Eternals just to serve him. You know, he made him. It also led up to some pretty great fight scenes with the Eternals versus Icarus. And obviously, Icarus still came up on top because he is the strongest Eternal. But it was awesome to see all their powers put against one of their own. One thing I really did not like, and I'm hoping Icarus does return, I did not like how he flew into the sun with you know, like a apparent suicide. I, I don't know, I felt that was kind of unnecessary, because I do want to see more of him, because Richard Madden actually killed it as Icarus, and I would love to see more of him. Now let's talk about those two pretty great post credit scenes. Obviously, the first one, I heard a lot of, huh? What? Him? What? In the theater, and it was because Harry Styles was introduced as Star Fox, aka Eros. Now, unfortunately for me, I had gotten this leaked for me maybe a week and a half before I actually went and saw the Eternals. But uh, the thing is about this character of Star Fox is comic history is very, it's very iffy because uh, he, like, it's bad because he has a lot of sexual assault allegations on Earth in the comics. I, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to move past that in this, <laughs> in this interpretation of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but he's still a pretty cool character. He's still pretty powerful. And, you know, he is the brother of Thanos. Now, we also got his little sidekick, Pip, which was the worst CGI in this movie, but it's alright. That also gets me excited to see the future of the Eternals, because now we'll be expanding on the other Eternals that are actually in the Marvel Universe. We also get a lot of little hints of the Black Knight in this movie. Athena holds up a sword, and Sprite asks if it is the Ebony Blade, but it actually is Excalibur. And then Cersei tells Dane to go make amends with his uncle, who is the original Black Knight, just because... You know, the world might be ending. And we finally get the post credit scene where we see Dane struggling to open the chest that has the ebony blade inside of it. And then when he goes to open it and reaches his hand towards it, we can see the sword kind of gravitate to his hand. And then we hear a voice in the background. Are you sure you want to do that, Dane? Then the post credit scene ends. And then we have no idea who that voice is. A lot of people were saying it could be Sir Percival, which would make the most sense. A lot of people were saying Nick Fury or one of the Avengers and 
I'm not sure about that because the voice doesn't sound like Nick Fury at all. I think the most likely uh, possibility would be Sir Percival, but that's just me. But it does make a lot of sense that the Black Knight will be appearing around this time because it looks like Kang is going to be the next big villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and the Black Knight helps the Avengers stop him. But overall, my final rating the Eternals will have to stay an 8 out of 10. It was a very great movie filled with a lot of action and a lot of great characters and I really can't wait to see more. Now guys, let's talk about some of the new stuff that we got for Spider-Man No Way Home. So officially... We got the official poster for the movie, and we did get that leaked poster a couple, what was it, maybe a week or two ago, and it was uh, Spider-Man with the iron arms, and he was just kind of sitting on rubble, and it looked like he was, like, in the wormhole of the multiverse, looked like, and what we got was somewhat similar, was he was kind of in the same pose, the Doc Ock's arms were kind of the same, but in this one, it looks like he's just in the air on top of some rubble, we do get to see the Doc Ock arms, and in the background, guys... We do see some lightning. We see a little bit of a sandstorm. And the biggest part, guys, if you zoom in close enough, you can see Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin with the helmet on. I know I was I was worried that he wasn't going to have the helmet with the helmet on holding a pumpkin bomb. Oh, my God, guys. Like, come on. I think this is a very great poster. Probably one of the best posters we've gotten so far. And then we also got those two leaked images, guys. You're seeing my initial reaction to these as well. John Campia leaked these two photos. The first one, okay, cool. We got a, finally got like an official confirmation that Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock, aka Daredevil, is going to be in this movie. We see him at a round table with Happy Hogan, uh, Aunt May, Peter Parker, and then him. Looks like they're talking about some, you know, lawyer stuff. And then the second picture, guys. Oh! This is the best picture we got so far of leaked of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. It's Tom Holland next to Andrew Garfield next to um, Tobey Maguire looking at something. And they're talking and they're all holding their Spider-Man masks and all their different Spider-Man suits. Tom Holland is in his black and red suit, which is one of my favorite Spider-Man suits. I was really hoping he wasn't going to be in those stupid new integrated or black and gold suits that we're getting in this movie. But oh my god, guys. We also did get another still of an official still of that freaking bridge scene, man. The freaking bridge scene of Doc Ock looking at Spider-Man. Looks like they're talking or something. <sighs> I have no idea what's going on, guys. This is absolutely insane. And Tom Holland and Andrew Garfield are still denying the fact that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are actually in the movie. It's like, come on, guys. We already know. But like I said, guys, I really did like The Eternals. My official rating would be 8 out of 10. And I really can't wait to see more and how they can expand on other Eternals and just other characters that we haven't seen before. And I really think this is a great addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I believe the idea of teasing Galactus in the next Eternals movie was being thrown around. And I think it's about time, dude. I love the Galactus saga. He's one of my favorite Marvel supervillains. And he also comes with one of my top five favorite marvel characters of all time those silver surfer but i think that about does it for this week's episode everybody get excited because the next movie review that we will be doing is gonna be over spider-man no way home which is very closely approaching and i'm shaking right now thinking about that oh my god 
But like I said, that about covers it for this week's episode, everybody. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you guys have any questions about Red Hawk Media and maybe want to get involved, you can contact the president, Cicely Porter, at ciporter at iu.edu or the program director, Alex Nicolau, a.k.a. me, at alexnico at iu.edu. Once again, guys, thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.